I really explained that we're building a foundation to grow the business on top of. And if you don't have that foundation, then, then that's when you get all of this, right? And that's exhausting. Hello, welcome to episode 122 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by 20 plus year real estate veteran, Danette Wood. After leaving a music career behind, Danette returned to her hometown of Albuquerque, New Mexico and hasn't looked back since. She succeeded through multiple ups and downs in the market and continued learning along the way. From commercial to residential, Danette has done it all while providing every client with the same luxury service, no matter their price point. Throughout our conversation, Danette shares how she found success after a major life change and advice for agents of all experiences to find success in a changing market. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Danette Wood. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do as well. Really, the way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit, who you are and where you're at in the country. Well, thank you for having me. I'm Danette Wood. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I've been in the business 20 plus years now. Wow. Yeah. Tell me what, one of the things I always like to ask when, uh, you know, I speak to somebody that's been in the business for, uh, you know, the length of time that you have is what was it that sparked your interest originally? You know, I was thinking about that a lot. Um, and I'm mentoring a young person right now. What really drove me into the real estate business was out of pain and the requirement for a career change. I was a professional musician in Nashville. I had two little kids. I was getting a divorce. I really had to make a big change. And if you know anything about the music business, you know, it's a lot of nights and weekends and on the road. And so I, um, I completely changed my life. I moved back to New Mexico where I had a, you know, a village to help me raise a family. And I, I, I got back down to the basics and I, I, completely credit Tony Robbins because I, I was I was listening to Tony Robbins and reading his books when I was 16 years old. And that was about getting down to creating the life that, that you want. So not knowing, you know, that much about real estate, I started asking my friends and professional people, mentors that I knew, do you have an idea of, of you know, my personality, what you think I could do um, to create a life and uh, support my family, et cetera. It really came back to mortgage lending because of the sort of nine to five hours initially. And that worked well for me as a single parent, but then I'm a lifelong learner and I always want to be better. And so I went from there into commercial real estate, which I saw as a more um, still bankers hours, right? Commercial Brokers really don't work on the weekends. I don't know how they got away with that, but <laughs> <laughs> but the commercial real estate also to me was kind of a challenge. Bigger deals, more complicated, um, and just the professionalism. I wanted to grow in that regard. And so that drove me into real estate. From the commercial aspect, 
you know, I'd have these clients who would buy an office building and then they would need to sell their house. At that point, I started working in a vertical manner, really taking care of my client. Some people would call that a generalist, you know, and I can see you could you could say that in a bigger city, but there's like 2.2 million people in New Mexico. So we're kind of all generalists, but it takes a little more education, a lot more education to be able to be good at multifamily, office, industrial, and residential. Right. I mean, that's obviously a lot of different balls up in the air, especially with the timeline of some of those deals. You know, obviously the commercial, your timeline is much different than you know, the residential and just juggling all that has got to be difficult. Well, you know, when you have a great big deal, right, you know, and in, in our market, you know, you might have a, a $10 million deal or a $10 million piece of land or a ranch. It might take five years to sell that big project. You have to eat along the way. So in commercial real estate, it's important to have a balance, not only with buyers and sellers, but with leasing, I think, because that leasing is really your bread and butter. And it could be the same for, you know, uh, if you looked at the residential market, you've got to have a balance so that you have a balanced business. It all comes back to business, buyers, sellers, uh, maybe maybe some tenants along the way. I really look at the mortgage industry right now, and I know that they're suffering because they have this huge refi boom, right? And then all of a sudden, shabam, they've got to pivot and figure out how do we serve our clients now? And that's what we all have to do, right? When market changes. Right. Absolutely. And by having that balance, you're kind of, uh, you know, almost like bulletproofing yourself to those market shifts because, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it's not the sellers that we're serving as much right now. Maybe it's, you know, we're in the buyer's market. So I have that pool that I can work with or when it shifts, you know, really having that, uh, that safety net there for when things do change. One thing I see overall, at least in my market, right? I love national statistics, et cetera, but it really comes down to the micro level. In my market right now in Albuquerque, we have a 1% vacancy factor in industrial, which if you know anything about statistics, that means there's no product, right? And so even when you're going out to buy a warehouse, it's multiple bids, it's you know cash is king, et cetera. So they really do have similar... Um, uh, nuances about them. And I also can see sometimes the trends. Industrial follows residential in my mind. So we we saw that happen. So it's it's very similar. The clients still have the same needs. You still have to go through the same process. The, the difference really is the lack of emotion when you're buying an office building that has to fit your needs rather than the home of your dreams. And that's where I wanted to get back to, you know, really what makes a good broker mm-hmm. right. listening to your client. Absolutely. And so one of the other things I'm always, you know, interested in is when somebody does make a career change and kind of moves either back home or, you know, moves across the country, um, establishing yourself in the real estate industry, you know, it can be kind of difficult because it is a very much, you know, the word of mouth business. And so how do you, how were you able to, you know, start bringing in that business as a new agent in the, in the area? I love that. And I did move back home with my mother. She was thrilled. (laughs) 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 Got my, you know, self back together. And it was a wonderful time. I have to say it was great. I was lucky that I moved back to my hometown where I knew people, but even though, you know, people, 
Um, that's one thing. You still have to go through the basics of reconnecting. One of the things that I really had to concentrate on in the last three years is processes, getting that database back up to, you know, a formidable level. The and 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 now these uh, CRMs with AI are so important to be helpful for exactly what you're talking about. How do you meet somebody? You know, I have people that are thinking about moving right um, into a new location. A lot of empty nesters in my friendship group are moving. How do you get reconnected? It's no different whether it's your hometown or you're moving across the country. You have to get involved in the community. So whether that's um, joining the photography club or, you know, your church or the gym or whatever, it's really a people business. And if, if I'm not out talking to people, I'm not making money. Right. Absolutely. And, and like you said, you know, it's really, it comes down to listening. So when you are over at, you know, at those clubs or involved in, you know, something with your children, you know, just hearing that little, the little tidbit of information or maybe a side conversation, you know, saying, Hey, you know, maybe you hear somebody talking about a family member moving in or things like that and being able to jump on that and uh, just putting yourself in those situations to be able to get into those conversations. And I never talk about real estate. You know, I, I don't want you to think I'm going out there saying, hey, you know, I'm right. the net realtor. No, <laughs> right. it's really about it's really about a quality of life, too. I'm not going to join a club that I have absolutely no interest in or you're just wasting your time. But you you came up with a good one. If you've got kids, get involved in the in the in the kids uh, lives. There's sports. Go to that sporting event. Be there. Be present. Get to know the people, real estate will come up. I'm going to give you a funny example. I hadn't played golf in a long time because I was so busy during the pandemic. You know, I went to play golf with the ladies. They all walk, which is fabulous because you get some exercise. I didn't say a word about real estate. We're walking down. We hadn't gotten to the second hole. Everybody had asked me what was going on in the market. It was like fishing in a barrel. You know, I never said a thing. Everybody really does want to know what's going on. And if you're the expert, right? It's like we have a doctor in the group. Everybody asks her medical questions. She could be a veterinarian. I'm still going to ask her about my shoulder. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, my son is uh, part of, you know, the whole travel baseball scene. And we've got a a surgeon on the team. There is uh, yes. a financial advisor on the team. I mean, they are getting peppered with questions all day long. And we also, uh, it's not on our particular team, but one of the teams that's uh, the year ahead of us, uh, it's a husband and wife real estate team. And they are killing it with just the business that they get from the baseball organization. Right. And that's about going deep. So if you're in the organization, right, you're in the <clears throat> travel baseball and you have a, an, a, a certain uh, skill set, right, for mm -hmm. marketing, it behooves you to say, raise your hand and volunteer and say, hey, I'll help with the marketing because it's easy for me. Uh, or, you know, the surgeon, maybe he carries the, you know, the uh, first aid kit and he fixes all the boo-boos. I mean, he's very overqualified for putting on the bandage, <laughs> but we're all at the end of the day, we're all just people. And so if we step up and keep getting involved in the organization, whatever it is, number one, I think you have a more fulfilling time 
and enjoy your life, which is the reason that we get up to make money and you make good friends. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, you know, and a lot of it, uh, the gentleman that I was uh, talking to not uh, a couple of days ago, um, he's really involved in propping up his, his community. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, and going into those areas that maybe home ownership wasn't something that was, uh, you know, thought of achievable generations mm-hmm. prior to, but really going in and helping those people, um, you know, achieve, uh, you know, that dream. And it's ingrained him in the community. I mean, he is, you know, involved in everything there mm-hmm. now because he has gotten involved in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I, I recently was asked to join the New Mexico Museum of Natural History Foundation. It's a philanthropic, obviously, group, but our our goal is to raise money, which benefits the educational programs for the museum. So, you know, the kids' field trips, those summer summer camps when they go and they look at the dinosaur bones or, you know, uh, we have a, a, a Mars uh, rover um exhibit right now. I really do love that part. It it fulfills me personally to have somewhat of a, a legacy. Like I helped with that uh, because now my kids are grown. I'm a, I'm a recent empty nester. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, um, there's almost like a huge time um, block that I have that I get to fulfill and to figure out how you want to fulfill that, that time block, you know, you could sit around and, and be lazy, or you can, you know, join a new club. And that's really, I think, important for a new agent, or even an agent that seasoned is to stay involved in, in the community and your passions. Right, absolutely. And I think it's great the way that you're doing it. It's, you know, uh, you're bringing in new business, you're almost, it's like lead generation without being overt about it. It's just, you're going about doing things that you really enjoy doing, but it brings in business at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now I do, I'm not going to say that I I don't uh, keep in touch with my people, right? And and that's where processes come down. I'm reading a book right now by Tony Robbins called Unshakable. And it's about, you know, finances and investing, but really what Tony Robbins comes down to in the basics is creating good habits creating a guide, you know, a guideline and, and bettering yourself. And that's where processes come down. So these people that I meet, I come home, I put them in my CRM, which has an AI artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. It connects with my phone, my email, and, and I put a tag on that person. Maybe the tag for you would be, you know, baseball, baseball um, team. One would might be, um, a realtor or, you know, construction or, or something like that. And then I'll have a template that tells me how often I should contact that person. You can't rely on yourself to remember to contact people, but it's important that we do stay in contact with them or, you know, we just forget about them. And then, and when I do contact them, I always try to bring something of value. Right. How are you? It's the holidays. How are the kids doing? Did you have a great season? And then that's when you start listening for those questions. You no, know? kids are graduating. We're thinking about moving to Minnesota. All right. Right. Help you. Yeah. And just by having those little tags, 
you know, just kind of helps you like refresh your memory and things. Cause yeah, you know, if you have a whole list of names, uh, you know, and maybe they're only tagged as, you know, buyers or sellers or past clients, mm-hmm. it, you can kind of miss out on those little details that are really going to catch, uh, somebody's attention and be like, ah, you, this is a personal note that they're sending me. And they really are thinking about me. And it, and it, and it has to really also come from your heart, you know, uh, <laughs> And here's the other thing that's happening now in, in my chapter of life, funerals. Oh my gosh. Right. It's just a part of life, but there's always so weddings and birthdays, et cetera, but we don't really talk about the keyword of funeral. It's an important part of somebody's life. And it's also another touch point. And so, you know, being there for some client throughout their life makes a lifetime client. They got married, they had children, et cetera. Their dog passed away. I mean, that's that's also a, a big event that we need to reach out and, and think about them. Right. Absolutely. You mentioned earlier um how you're, you know, you're kind of mentoring somebody now. Is that something that you were really, you know, as you went through your real estate journey is something that you were really interested in doing? Because you, I mean, you obviously have an interest in the you know, the whole mentoring and, you know, learning and continued learning. Is that something that you were really um, looking for? Oh, yes. I think, you know, in a different lifetime, I'd either be a teacher or a coach because I love to help somebody grow professionally, um, personally. Not that I have all the answers, but to share my knowledge and to share my gifts. So it was actually have a young um, um a person now who's a a child of a client of mine. I mean, she's grown, but she really was always interested in real estate, but she didn't think of real estate necessarily as a career choice because she thought, you know, all the highs and lows of real estate because you listen to the news, right? But my efforts to show her that it's a business. And if you plan your business and you work your business, you minimize these highs and lows, but it's just like any other business, right? You could be a a caterer or a restaurateur. And if you don't pay attention to your numbers and then, you know, you're going to implode. So we, we have to, I think, be more mindful of our cash flows, right? We all came off of a big pandemic couple of years. That was an anomaly, Right. <laughs> you got to create a budget. And so I really do love mentoring um, people. Right. And for this, you know, uh, for these, you know, newer agents that did come off of this, you know, crazy couple of years, how important is it and how, um, you know, I, I guess I don't want to say difficult because it's not really difficult, but just to, you know, drive that point home that, hey, that is an anomaly. You have to, budget for the leaner years and don't think of that's going to happen every year. Well, in 2008, I'll be the first to tell you, I got a divorce and I got broke because the recession hit and who knew we had a double dip in New Mexico. Who knew it was going to last years, right? I mean, it was like the pandemic. We didn't know if it was going to be three weeks or six weeks. And it was really about what, two years. So the difference moving forward for me is and, and I'm a big fan of Susie Orman also, you know, uh, it's, is saving your money and creating a budget for yourself and living within that budget. 
So if you have a budget, uh, and that goes back to financial literacy, which we don't teach in schools, but I taught my kids because probably because I was broke when they were younger. And I was like, let's all gather around the table. This is a budget. How do you turn off the faucet, right? Um, creating the budget and trying to stay within it. Now in real estate, it's really fun because if you sell a big property, right? Oh, you get this big check. It's like a hallelujah moment. You know, it's like, oh, I want to buy a car. And a, it's like winning the lottery, <laughs> right? You're like, oh. But um, the first thing that you have to do is to pay yourself. You have to put the money into savings. You have to put the money in all those other buckets that are a requirement. Whatever else is left over, go blow it. I don't care. You know, have some fun. But it's also okay to have rewards and joyful times in the middle. And you have to build those in. Like you can't maybe go, um, you know, on that three-week European vacation every year, but you can certainly have plan and having picnics with the kids and going to the zoo for, you know, the events that are very nominal and sometimes free. And it can be also a joyful experience. Right. Well, in, you know, coming from your previous experience in the, you know, the music industry where it was, you know, you did, it was the the nights and weekends and the long hours and the ups and downs, um, you know, just having that freedom that real estate has provided you with now. And, and obviously, yes, you are still very, uh, you know, it, real estate isn't necessarily a nine to five job. You're constantly, you know, working with, clients, but uh, being able to set some of those boundaries to have that freedom, I think is really important. I'm going to be the first to admit that my um, time blocking is one of the hardest things that I mm -hmm. can control or try to control, right? And I'm going to be the first to admit that I worked part-time for many years, for many years, because A, I was a single parent and I also, I can get distracted and, you know, you know, go and do something else. So the, the most important thing I did in the last few years was to get more disciplined with my work time and my hourly um, focus in the mornings is when I do all my office work, like working on your business, the overall picture. Where am I going to go with the marketing? What do I have to do every morning to keep that business rolling? Because in the afternoons, it always falls apart, right? Somebody calls, you want to see a house, et cetera. So even though I was so busy over the last two years, I was even busier because I was putting those processes in line. I was also pivoting to what we're doing today, right? I, I went from being in all these groups to I can't see anybody anymore. So I started a YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook. I had to learn those skill sets. It wasn't very fun, right? But you either learn and pivot or your business is going to die. What I see right now is I see younger agents. That's the easy part, right? TikTok or Instagram, that's easy. The discipline is hard. What I see in the older agents who are now thinking, I'm going to retire. I'm done with these. You know, I don't want to do TikTok, don't even care. 
they're really good at the discipline. They can get up every morning, but they don't have really anything to do because they're not engaging in those same mm -hmm. ways. Right. Uh, yeah, I definitely understand. It's kind of like that, uh, you know, it's that personal brand building versus the, you know, real um, kind of business acumen and, you know, the real kind of sales uh, skills. They, it, it just seems like they're kind of uh, working against each other in, in some in some places now. There's real juxtaposition of that. Yeah, it's because if you don't have if you don't have a presence now online, <laughs> you're irrelevant. And I hate right. to say that, but you're irrelevant because we don't have yellow pages anymore. You know, um, are, are people's names on the bench of the bus getting that attention that they were before? I was reading an article um, with Sotheby's at, talking about print ad and, you know, and digital marketing. We have to constantly educate ourselves for a moving target. Right. Yeah. And you're either going to, and if you don't want to do that, it's okay. Don't be self-employed, work for somebody, work on a team. Somebody has to be the visionary, the leader, and, and somebody has to be able to get those, um, you know, get the paperwork done and you have to figure out where you fit in. Not everybody wants to be the self-employed real estate agent, right? <laughs> one of the, one of the things I see in the, some of the um, group chats I'm in, right. Is when I wake up in the morning, and I work for myself, what should I do, right? Because you don't have anybody, you don't go to work and somebody says, hey, Michael, work on this project and here's these things that do get it back to me by five. You, you have to design it yourself. Right. And that can be a really hard thing. Like you said, you've been working on these processes for a few years now. It can take a while and really kind of figuring out what's going to work because I'm with you. I, I do a lot of like the... Um, kind of the must-dos are always very mm -hmm. first thing because that's generally, I don't get any phone calls. Nobody bothers me. But right around 11 o'clock, that's when things kind of start, you know, going sideways on me. Gosh, during the, the pandemic, I'm, I'm so glad we're in a more normalized market right now yeah. because there were nights and there were nights I would come home and I would be in tears because it was nine o'clock. I hadn't had lunch. I wasn't going to have dinner. I really had to get this offer in by, I don't know, midnight. <laughs> and I had to get up at seven in the next morning to put on the armor and go do, go do it. I learned so much being, um, being a strong listing agent during the pandemic. Uh, in Albuquerque, we hadn't had um, multiple offers. I mean, I had probably done a couple of multiple offers in my career. I was getting 12, 15 offers, you know, immediately right out of the bang. Um, one of my cousins had a fabulous Excel spreadsheet who's in real estate, shared it with me. That was great. But what I really wanted to share was when I looked at those 15 offers, I knew who was skilled and I knew who was not skilled. And bless their hearts of those young agents, and I'm going to say young in their career, that were not skilled because you can't compete with somebody who's got a full belt of tools. And so right now when the market's slow, and I, and I did this when you know the, re the recession hit, I went out and got my paralegal certificate, not because I wanted to be a lawyer, but we deal with contracts every day. So during this time right now, I got to think about what do I want in 2023? 
Mm-hmm. How am I going to get there? What's my marketing plan for next year? What worked this year? What didn't work this year? And how am I going to grow my skill set next year to be at the top of my um, game and stay at the top of my game? And part of that is still, um, you know, video and digital marketing. And how is that getting tweaked? I'm seeing some change in marketing with residential now. You might have seen it too. It's more stories like we're making many movies now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, the the listing video has evolved so much it is not just you know the uh you know let me throw these pictures that are actually no. you know let me take the listing I need photos and... on my team now <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> yeah there's a couple that i interviewed out of um canada their videos are ridiculous i yeah. mean they are you know full production shoots and everything but they're amazing amazing and i really feel like now that you know this we have a little bit of a shift. I am a luxury real estate expert. And I say luxury for two reasons. Number one, luxury is not just a price point. It's an experience. So I do a, try to do a concierge service for my clients, you know, whatever they need. I said I worked in a vertical fashion. I have been on my hands and knees steaming, you know, the comforter and the, and the, and the drapes right before the photographers coming over, because I want it to look like architectural digest. The price point on that house might be 400,000, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to treat that house with the utmost respect that it deserves. And that means professional photography. That means helping them stage it uh, with what they have, or, you know, even just putting on like a, a white comforter to, to take out the noise. And that also means full color brochures. We're not going to skimp on the 400,000 house brochures because those people are going to walk away and say, I got luxury treatment. I, I have people come up to me and say, I know my house is in a luxury house. I don't know if you want to, you know, piddle with it. I said, are you crazy? This is what I do. This is my joy. That's the most fun. And it is kind of like creating a movie um, I don't know if you've seen any of Sotheby's uh, productions, but they're 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 like that. They're amazing. And when you're around that high level of quality, right? It's like your team. When you when you come up against a, a a better team, your level raises. Hopefully, right. Yeah, and we want to keep raising our professional level. Right, and you know. It- it's a conversation I actually had with the the couple out of Canada because that's what they do. You know, it doesn't matter if the listing is a twenty five million dollar, you know, or you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's they it the same exact video production goes into it, and it all comes back to, you know, you've you're building that reputation for yourself to where no matter who your client is, they are getting that white glove treatment and they're going to refer you to everybody they know because they got that treatment. Also, we work in a pretty small sandbox and I saw that during uh the pandemic. You 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 said it, right? It's everybody knows that your quality is good. I work in a town, I worked in it 20 years. When somebody comes to my listing, they know it's not going to be crap. Meaning that there's probably a pre-listing home inspection. 
I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have the data. I'm going to give everything to you. I want to make it easy for that buyer's agent to come in and, and do a deal. So in the, during the pandemic, I know you, those relationships come into hand. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to do the best for your client. You have, you know, an obligation to do the best for your client. But when you, when you and I have done three deals in the last seven years and you do what you say you're going to do and you're professional, especially when we get into a little hard time about repairs or something, everybody remains professional, then that's going to give me confidence this time around. And so not only do we have to do well with our clients, we also have to do well with our peers because it will hurt you or help you in the future. Right. Absolutely. Which makes me get back. This is another thing. It's, it's a long game, right? It's a long game. This is not a short game. We're going to see a lot of newer agents get out because now they don't know how to make the phone ring. Right. But it's a long game. And is that something that you really kind of harp on with this new newer agent that you're kind of mentoring is, you know, everything you're doing is not for tomorrow. It's for six months, a year, you're building up that, you know, you're, you're putting that capital into your business so that everything will start flooding back eventually. Yes. And I'm investing in this new agent also as, as a, you know, slowly, right? Like, uh, so it's not overwhelming a piece at a time, make sure that you understand. It's kind of like going through math class. Let's make sure that we understand this part of the math equation before we add on to it and add on to it. I really explained that we're building a foundation to grow the business on top of. And if you don't have that foundation, then, then that's when you get all of this. Right. Right. And that's exhausting. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well, I really do appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me today. It's, uh, you know, a lot of really great, um, you know, advice and tips, you know, not only for, like you said, you know, the newer agent, but even those, you know, the seasoned agents that are kind of going through a little bit of a shift. Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, for me right now, it's, it's still great at the end of the year, it's looking at those processes, looking at what worked and what didn't work last year. I'm going to be time blocking my first six months um, with those those activities that grow your business, right? Being in groups, making phone calls, writing notes, getting involved. The business comes after you get to be with the people. Right. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. I really want to thank Danette for joining us today and sharing all the great insights she's gained over the course of her career. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.